morning, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Cannons on the Run. Episode 18, a production of St. Norbert Abbey. I'm Frater Jordan. And I'm Frater Jonathan. And we are coming to you from St. Norbert Abbey. In our usual, quote, studio. We want to update you about what we've been up to. Frater Jordan, what have you been up to lately? Well, I feel well adjusted to the schedule in life back here at the Abbey. After coming back from Israel, got all my projects done from school, so that's nice. This is the first time in a long time that I just don't have school to worry about. Nice. Uh, so it feels great. I'm like, what do I do with myself? Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> we will. Uh, so uh, this past week, we just celebrated the solemnity of St. Norbert of Xanten, our founder that was on June 6th, and we had six jubilarians. A couple of our guys celebrating 60 years of priesthood. Abbot Tom and Father Bart. And 50 years, so the gold anniversary. Yeah, Father Gino and Father Pete Renard. And 25 years. Father Jim Nielsen and Father Jim Baraniak. The Jims. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. And we had chapter... Canonry chapters specifically. So this is our big one. Yeah. So we're divided up as Norbertines into canonries. So unlike our Franciscan friends who have provinces, um, we belong to a particular abbey to a particular canonry. And even though St. Norbert Abbey, the canonry, has uh, dependent houses, so we have members in Jackson, Mississippi, And then Chicago, where we study, is a dependent house as well. So we have some confreres, some of our brothers who don't live in the Abbey, and these chapters are a good way for all of us to come together. So what the fun part is, is that we get to see confreres that, you know, we don't see frequently because they're living in different places, and this is a really great opportunity to bond with one another. It is. When we're all together for these few days and we're basically, you know, especially those who have full-time ministry in a parish, that kind of a thing, it's kind of this mini period where everyone has permission to be excused from those things for this day. You know, their, their parishes, their ministries understand, yep, this is a time where everyone needs to carve out time in our abbey to be together. So morning prayer, evening prayer is just great because there's so many of us sitting in the choir stalls together. It's mm-hmm. a, a big sound as we all pray together. And it's just that physical presence of being together is really beautiful. One of my favorite moments was the first evening of our two-day canonry chapter after we'd had meetings. Important stuff we have to talk about as a community just to make sure things are, you know, being communicated clearly. We're moving together. We're, as we mentioned in our podcast, growing closer in one heart and one mind on the way to God. But that also doesn't mean like any meeting. At some point, you kind of hit a wall and you, you just feel you need something else. And so we went to Vespers that evening after our day of meetings and Oh, Vespers was just relieving and wonderful to sit and just have prayer and music and silence together. There was no agenda, no <laughs> thing we had to vote on or talk about. Like, yeah. that's just, we in that moment, I felt, could pray and be of one heart and one mind on the way to God. Let's just sit together and pray. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often that, again, we're all together. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of neat, at times, I really like that it's just us praying together. We love opening our doors to the public, but I don't know, there's something kind of special about just having your family or those who profess vows to be in that choir. And you know, people people get that. I think they know that 
for any family unit, any group, that it's nice to have that together time. Yeah. I have one main update I want to share with you all, but before I do that, one thing that we mentioned, Frater Jordan and I recorded in a previous episode that never aired, so that would be 18 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> when we were creating this whole process, a friend of mine from when I was going to school at UW-Eau Claire helped us create our theme song. So this is a sh special shout out for you, Evan Lloyd. Thank you for your work to create the theme song that all of us get to hear at the beginning and end of our episodes. We love jamming to that oh, theme yeah. song. Yeah, it's it's my ringtone on my phone. And driving up from Chicago one day, I was listening to the radio, and I'm like, "Oh, what's that catchy beat of that song on the radio?" And I'm like, "Oh, shoot, it's it's my phone. I should pick this up." <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's quick and simple. Evan helped us have a theme song when we had looked at all these other sound bits and things online, and nothing really was quite hitting us. And Evan put together something for us real quick, um, and it's just. It's perfect. It was awesome. I remember when I first heard it, I was grinning ear to ear. And I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is what we need. So thank you, Evan Lloyd, for this awesome music. We appreciate that a lot. As far as updates for me, I am officially wrapping up my time at St. Willibrod Parish here in Green Bay. So a few days after this, after today. So by the time this airs, actually, I'll be all done with my apostolic, my apostolic year in ministry at St. Willibrod Parish. Doesn't mean I'm gone from the parish forever, but in terms of my assigned time to do ministry there, that's over. I am so thankful for my time there. There's been so many joyful times, especially amidst the cultural and linguistic learning I've been sharing through the podcast, and you've heard me talk about. Um, and I think that parish as a whole, the different cultures all coming together, different life experiences, um, the different walks of life that everyone comes to in that church is so diverse. And so I think it really makes that parish such a rich and joyful parish amidst all of the um, variety of things going on there. So I have absolutely loved what I've gotten to learn. So I'm very thankful to all the community members and especially the staff I've worked with and Father Andy and Father Jack for their help at St. Willibard Parish. So that's a nice chapter that I'm wrapping up. Yeah, and you kind of have a big send-off this weekend. Yeah. St. Willie's Jam. Mm-hmm. So by the time you all, all hear this. You. <laughs> It's a really, yeah, they're throwing me a really big going away party. It's amazing. They're having an outdoor mass. They're bringing live music. I was helping Deacon Louise cut like 300 pounds of meat. And I was like, this is all, wow, this is a lot of food yeah. just for, you know, my party. <laughs> Not my party. But yeah, the, the parish picnic is a super awesome time. I went to it last year and I get to help out with it this year. So that's this upcoming weekend, June 10th. Um, so you'll... You'll, it, it has already passed by the time you hear this, but if you didn't make it to it, definitely go to St. Willie's Jam next year. It's mm -hmm. a great parish picnic. Great yeah. food. Great fun. Yeah. So, Frater Jordan and I were alluding to being too busy to get into some things more in detail. So, as we were sitting trying to talk, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do for this episode, and the thing that was basically not being talked about that finally made its way to the surface was summertime. The summertime is something that we look forward to. It seems like it's this feeling of like sunshine. There's more daylight. There's this freedom and this excitement. I don't have some of the usual structured time that I have. And yet summer feels busy. Summer is busy. And that's distressing to me. And yet boring. Yeah. There's a book by Henry Nouwen called Making All Things New. And in this book, he talks about this idea of us being busy and bored. In that book, he has it says this. He writes, The great paradox of our time is that many of us are busy and bored at the same time. 
While running from one event to the next, we wonder in our innermost selves if anything is really happening. Hmm. Yeah, that really spoke to me actually this week. I needed to read that without knowing it. I just kind of found my way to this book and read it and it just, oh, I needed that. Because there was, there's this feeling of, I am feel like I'm doing so much and what is it doing? Of the four seasons that we experience in Wisconsin, summer for whatever reason is probably the time where I can most easily feel anxious or worried mm -hmm. about stuff. And so I've been trying to address that more and there's just this lack of structure. And so I really struggle with, mm. you know, this feeling of purpose has subconsciously gotten taken away from me. So I think part of it for me is giving myself the space to recognize that this struggle is a good thing in terms of summertime as a way to just become more self-aware. And at the same time, you know, don't put that high expectation on myself. Whenever we tell ourselves, everyone feels X about something, everyone feels great about summer, that's probably not the case. I'm guessing many of our listeners have similar feelings about summertime, that there's a, a shift in structure for those who have kids or themselves go to school. There's a big shift in structure there. And how do you try and reconcile what you, you had patterns established and now everything is shifted for these few months? While a student still, like I know during the school year that I have classes and tasks to get done. Um, where right now, you know, our community life offers us a structure in terms of prayer and meals and things like that mm -hmm. but it's like what do i fill with the rest of the day because i feel like my purpose is to be a student and to get these tasks done and so in our conversation i like what you pointed to this notion of purpose right so it feels like when i'm in school as a student i have this purpose of being a student that is all of a sudden stripped from me when we move into summer. Yet, I loved what you said. In a sense, summer should be a time to recalibrate, to maybe mm. find our purpose, because even though I identify as a student as my purpose, really there's something greater at work. Mm. And you, you Jonathan, you use scripture. Well, what was Jesus doing? Like, Jesus worked hard. He also took time for retreats, but his purpose was to build up the kingdom of God, to bring about the reign of God. And in some ways, I, I feel I can get lost in my identity as a student of, oh, I just got homework, homework, homework. Well, what is the purpose of all this homework, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's at times in our busyness, in those busy moments, or even in summer, in our bored moments, it's, do I know my purpose? And my purpose is Christ and, and that gospel. Yeah. In my inner searching of trying to address this being really busy, and it was particularly hitting a peak at the end of the spring semester here getting into the summer. And I was really trying to give a long, hard look at some of my things that I knew were maybe making me excessively busy and trying to be honest about that. I found a book called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. And he's a pastor who writes just from his own experience of being too busy. And I really like it because he writes about how ironic it is that he's trying to write this book because he needs to address this in his own life, mm -hmm. which is why I loved the book. Because it wasn't this person who says, I've worked through it. Now I know how to not be crazy busy. He's writing this book saying, I am crazy busy. This is a problem. And so I'm trying to just share this with you all. And so now I threw something else on top of my busy <laughs> schedule by writing this book. <laughs> right. So I found time to write a book. And then I'm going, right, right, right. He, uh, he, he did a really nice job in there. And one of the points that stuck out most to me in this book was him saying 
that we have this sense of not just being busy, but you know, crazy busy. He makes a point later in the book where he's basically saying, Jesus was busy, as you were saying, Father Jordan, but Jesus was never sinfully busy. And that really, I'd never heard that phrase. I thought that was a really clever way to talk about busyness. You know, if I get sinfully busy, I'm busy for all the wrong reasons. Jesus was busy because he had a single-mindedness of loving God and of building God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so we have all these stories in the Bible where Jesus sounds incredibly busy and people coming to the door of the house, they find him where he is demanding to be healed and he's healing people late into the night. I mean, that's, I think about when I stay up way past, you know, any kind of ideal bedtime and I wake up exhausted and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? That was happening to Jesus. He was having these demands put on him late into the night sometimes and then waking up early. But then what do we hear in the story? He wakes up early and goes and prays, you know, and then they go and find him praying. They find, so he's rejuvenating himself, not by detaching from the world and saying, I can't deal with this anymore. He deals with busyness by saying, God, I love you and I need you at the center of my life and fostering that relationship and then his busyness is only for God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So, of course, none of us can be perfectly single-minded like Jesus was at loving God the Father and living our life through God's will always. But that's our beautiful, wonderful example that I've been trying to reflect on myself is when does some of this just feel like busy work? Do I need to do this or not? Is this somewhere where God is calling me? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 has always spoken to me, which actually isn't directly speaking to this, but I just love it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. I just love that as remembering, just to rejoice in the Lord. But later, I love, so when you get to chapter 4, verse 8, this has been speaking to me a lot right now. And it's not necessarily talking about busyness, but I love it because it's talking about focus. And mm -hmm. so St. Paul writes, starting in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace will be with you. And I think when I'm busy, I, I can tell when I'm busy because my mind is focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. And so to hear Paul writing about, you know, whatever is just, right, true, lovely, gracious, all these beautiful words, focus on those things. And it's not that then you'll be a good person or it's not, and then it's, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, mm -hmm. if you focus on the right things, you'll get peace. And so that's been for me, at least where my prayer has been. As I look at the summer and I think, you know, what's going on? What am I doing? Too much going on still. Why am I busy? What am I doing to myself? You know, take a deep breath to just use that as an opportunity to slow down, pray, like Jesus taught us to just go to the desert to find even a quiet inner moment for a second and just focus on these things that God is giving us always. And that's where the peace comes back in. That's where I feel like I get a little bit of perspective. I can breathe again. Yeah. And that helps me move forward. I know even, even in our liturgy of the hours, during the school year, it's hard sometimes to focus on the Psalms that we pray. And I just chalk it up to, oh, I'm just busy. Hmm. Because I'm thinking of all these projects. And it's even right now, I'm really not busy. I have no projects to think about, yet my mind wanders. Like I'm not focused on, I think, what St. Paul states of what is good, true, and beautiful. I'm really glad you brought that up. I think yeah. that speaks exactly to this, to, to what we all can do better, especially through prayer in community. 
at Mass on Sundays mm -hmm. for us in our daily prayer, in our daily Mass. It's just recognize, yep, I'm super busy, and prayer time is a chance, it's an opportunity to be reunited with God's love and peace and just be there for that. Yeah, again, the summer might be a time to recalibrate, but to refocus and even to think about the academic year ahead of how can I be more intentional and more focused, even in that busyness. Mm -hmm. One more quote from Henry Nouwen's book, Making All Things New. He writes about that toward the end, and he's asking, you know, how then can we move from fragmentation to unity, from many things to the one necessary thing, from our divided lives to undivided lives in the spirit? A hard struggle is required. It is the struggle to allow God's spirit to work in us and recreate us. I find such relief in that phrase, a hard struggle is required. It's not that I'm not getting it or, you know, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep making myself overly busy? It is a hard struggle to get out of the busy but bored cycle, mm -hmm. to break yourself out of it. And so to remember that going to prayer, being with people, trying all these things we're talking about, trying to come back to God, to be single-minded like Jesus was to his Father, to ask the Holy Spirit to help us in every little moment, just to be there. Struggling is where you need to be. That's good. Keep struggling. Don't just accept it and then live in the busyness. Yeah. Struggle mightily and be there. That provides comfort. <laughs> the word struggle. <laughs> it does. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It does. Yeah. I think struggle gives me comfort because then I don't feel like there's something wrong with me that I am struggling. That's why struggle gives me comfort. Like, but I am struggling all the time. Oh, other people say you're going to struggle. Oh, okay. That's good because I do all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the comfort in struggle. <laughs> God is good. All the time. If you want to learn more about Canons on the Run, go to www.norbertines.org. Click on the podcast tab, and you can contact us by clicking on Contact Podcast Team. Also, check us out on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a review if you like us, and uh, a rating. As uh, we enter into summer, hopefully this this podcast provides some food for thought of looking at the summer ahead in you know many people taking vacations others breaks from school it's a time hopefully to recalibrate to maybe focus on our purpose not only in this moment of summer but also moving ahead to the academic year ahead the work that we do ahead and to remember that our focus should be on god and building up that kingdom and sharing with Jesus Christ and bringing about the reign of God in the here and now. And as we continue to journey in one mind and one heart on our way to God together, we ask for Holy Father St. Norbert. Pray for us. Pray for us.